Hello, my name is Andrew Morgan. My name is Shane Beauregard. And my name is Chris Frodell. And together, we form like Voltron to make a brand new entertainment and pop culture podcast called Recent Activity. Every Wednesday, we will bring you deep dive reviews of the hottest titles from around the film and TV world, previews of the next big things to add to your watch list, or do fun things like top five lists, movie drafts, or anniversary celebrations of your favorite classic films. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Starting May the 11th. Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Daniel. And I'm Anders. We're nerds who love science fiction and fantasy stories, so of course we love Star Wars. And if there is one thing the internet just can't get enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So each episode, we journey to a galaxy far, far away to discuss what's new in the Star Wars canon and beyond. This is yet another Star Wars podcast. Yes, and today we are excited to share our initial reactions and theories for the next couple episodes of The Bad Batch. These episodes were written by Brooke Roberts and Moises Zamora. Uh, They're directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and Stuart Lee. So this is your official spoiler warning for these two episodes and all things Star Wars. So if you're ready, grab a drink from the mess and go find your stolen ship as we discuss the Bad Batch Season 2, The Crossing and Retrieval. Daniel, why don't you punch it with the episode recap? All right. So to start off, the Bad Batch has been sent to excavate an Ipsium mine that Sid has bought. Uh, They are a little bit shorthanded without Echo, so Wrecker is needed inside the mine instead of as a lookout. Omega, who is also needed inside the mine, is very uncomfortable without Echo around. Unfortunately, the mine is nearly dry, and Tech thinks that Sid has been swindled. They are determined... (laughs) Yeah, of course. Right? So they're determined Mm -hmm. to get the last little bits of Ipsium they can, and Omega does manage to extract some. It looked really cool. It It did. It It, looked really, really cool. cool. It was very pretty. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's very lovely. Okay. On the way out, they discover a masked stranger in the middle of stealing mm-hmm. their ship as a storm is approaching. Stranded and arguing a whole lot, they make their way towards the nearest town to get a new ship. On the way, they're in the way of a stampede of creatures that we will talk about later in a canyon Mas and must hastily get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately had fourth grade, grade trauma flashbacks. Oh, Thank yeah. you so much, Star Wars. <laughs> terrible so the storm i know yeah it was just not okay the storm is catching up with them and they take shelter in a nearby mine because of course they would omega is scared and angry about the situation and tech informs her that they can always get another ship but she is not here for that yeah he's such a he's a sweet guy but no just no as the marauder is their home and that it was already weird without echo so now they've lost echo and they're going to lose their home tech says Mm -hmm. that they were a squad before echo and they will be one after him which is like (laughs) you were a squad before omega came to my guy so that's probably not the best argument to make with her Yikes. You are not one of the originals, and therefore you do not matter as much. Like exactly. that's what he should like, have just said. Like I, I know he didn't mean it that way, but also my guy, <laughs> she's a teenage girl. <laughs> Such an idiot. So then Omega angrily storms off, basically like slamming the door and being like, "I don't like you, big brother." And Hunter <laughs> explains to Tech why Omega is so upset. Hunter, at least you, at least you can read the situation. Yeah, he's got big dad energy coming in this episode. Yeah. Now, the Batch realize they are going to need an explosive to get out of this cave, and Tech offers to mine some of the Ipsium for the job, as it's actually his fault he dropped some of it earlier. 
at Hunter and Wrecker's urging, Tech also tries to reconcile with Omega. And after they manage to mine some of the FCM, Tech and Omega talk about their fight. Tech tells his sister that he does just kind of process things differently than her, but that doesn't mean he doesn't feel them. Very sweet. Yeah, it was actually a really sweet moment. The Batch managed to blast out of the mine and contact Sid, who is shockingly unwilling to help them, despite all the help they've given oh. her, getting her out of debt. Wild they've shit. saved her life at least once. <laughs> Just, it's absolutely wild. She's like, you know what? Yeah. Call me in a couple days. I got some shit to deal with. <laughs> they managed to get to an abandoned mining station and repair a skiff and set off towards the nearest town after Omega has the brilliant idea Yay. the transponder on their ship has been disabled. But you know what they can still track? Gonky. Gonky! Tech didn't even think about it. No, he didn't. Didn't Surprising. even think about it. So, on the Marauder, the thief is revealed to be a human boy. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot how his name is pronounced. Barrow? I think it's Barrow. Barrow, yeah. I was really uh, disappointed like when that Benny, mask came Benny off. Benny Barrow, I think was his yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> Benny Barrow. <laughs> he, yeah, he pulled that mask off and we're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's We'll talk about that later. <laughs> So he radios into the settlement and his boss Mako lowers the ray shields. Once inside, Mako is at first reluctant to give Barrow the praise he's seeking as the ship is likely to draw attention. In the end, he agrees that they can strip it down and sell the parts. He also allows Barrow to keep Gonky, but stops short of promising Barrow the coveted position of top earner. Some real Stockholm Syndrome stuff going on at this place. Mm-hmm. So the Batch manages to track Gonky, and they catch up to Barrow before he can start dismantling the droid for spare parts, which, thank goodness, save our boy. We love him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they corner Barrow, and he reluctantly agrees to help them get their ship back, because, you know, it is your fault, buddy. Yeah, for (laughs) real. Completely your fault. You're the one who actively stole it. Yeah, like, you stole it. And then it's surprised when people come looking for it. (laughs) Oh, what yeah obviously somebody's gonna come looking for a ship on this kind of planet so the ship the cruise ship breaks into a shipyard through the factory stacks which is kind of cool like that was a really fun moment Mm -hmm. and they get to the ship but the hyperdrive has been taken out already (laughs) and so they can't leave they need to fix it first borrow again reluctantly agrees to help them get it back in and get the data that will help them open the ray shield so they can escape I'm sorry. You know what? I just had the mental image. This is like getting your car stolen and then you go and find it at the chop shop down the road and they've already taken the tires off. And Mm -hmm. you're like, son of a bitch. Like, that's what I feel like just happened to them in this moment. Basically, How exasperated. Wrecker's got to put the hyperdrive back in. Oh, God. Oh, this is like a John Wick moment, kind of, when they steal his car. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you stole whose car? I mean, oh, luckily they oh didn't no. harm they didn't harm Gonky and they didn't harm yes. Lula. Yeah. All Lula are poor. Baby. If either of them had been harmed, death Ugh. to all of them. Yeah, if Gonky had been harmed in any way, that would not have been acceptable. Yeah, so done. Barrow and Omega go to infiltrate the control room and Omega learns more about like the conditions where they're living. He yeah. wants to join Mako's inner circle and get more rations and better quarters, which fair. I would mm-hmm. too if I was a kid like that. Mako speaks to his whole crew and declares that Drake is the week's top earner, like he always is, beating out Barrow. While Omega is copying the data, Barrow trips an alarm and Omega 
finds profit reports, uh-oh, indicating that Mako has been lying to his crew about how much he's making from the Ipsio. Because he's been saying, this is some, like, not great stuff, guys, so our profits are really low. Uh-oh. Mm, you're going to have to pay the shareholders really soon, my guy. Mako almost catches the Bad Batch installing the hyperdrive, but before he can take full control of the situation, Barrow exposes his lies to the entire group of workers. Mako lashes out at him, but ultimately falls to his death. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> See, that part was really cool. I mean, he, he did not have to try and save that guy. For no. Real. Even if it's like a surrogate dad slash Fagan from Oliver Twist situation going on here, you don't need to save that guy. He's a guy. It's fine. Yeah, he's fine. The newly freed and cash flush miners are excited about their what their futures hold, and they're all kids, so like this is really fun for them. As the Bad Batch leave, Barrow tells them to call if they ever need a favor. Mm, I wonder if we'll be seeing little Benny Barrow again. You know, knowing a uh, a miner who's sitting on a bunch of explosive rocket Ooh. fuel and who owes you a favor is probably not the worst thing. Definitely. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is a very good point. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of out of the way, so. Need a place to hide, need a place to get some improvised explosives. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. Whew. Yay. All right. So now we're going to head into our reactions and favorite moments from the episodes. I was surprised by the cliffhanger because I had no Mm -hmm. idea it was going to be a two-parter. And then I was very happy that it was. I like to, like, get an extended story. The one-shots are really fun. But I think with what they were trying to do here, they really needed to do a two-parter. So that yeah. was the right choice for it. Loved that we got to see the fallout from Echo leaving and how it affected not only Omega, but also Tech. Like our sweet boy, he is on the spectrum. He's not good at handling his emotions or explaining his emotions to people. Mm-hmm. He's kind of used to his brothers just knowing because they've grown up together. So they yeah. know him so well. They know how he handles emotions, but Omega doesn't. So then having him explain it to her helps her connect with him a little bit better. And also, Child Revolution, I'm here for it. Every, <laughs> sing, every single time. Yes. This is like Newsies, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, let's go. Anytime. Um, yeah, I like the, I, I really like the Tech and Omega moments, just because like it, we don't get to see as much of Tech's inner thoughts as we do the other characters. Uh, they're much more expressive with how they're feeling, uh, whereas tech just kind of states the obvious of what's going on and that's it uh so it was nice seeing him you know really open up to omega and i really loved seeing that slimo mako get his like tumbling off like that hilarious i giggled (laughs) i i loved it um i thought the the character development was really great the plot however was just like it was just fine like it it was okay it was a means to an end to the more important meat of the story, which was Omega and Tech. <laughs> yeah, and seeing Gonky. Yeah. But I mean, I probably could have done with a better plot around it. I agree. Yeah. So I'm kind of in, in step with you guys. I love the interactions with Tech and Omega. Tech, I love you, man. You got to read the room. Right. <laughs> read <Bloody. laughs> the room. <laughs> if nothing else. I like that this was a two parter. Like you, Colleen, I was actually really surprised when we had the cliffhanger last week but i like what they did with that i think i liked the first half more than i liked the second half plot wise i liked the in the mine i I liked the visuals of the ipsium and all that that was really cool 
And I kind of wish that this is that this had actually been a three parter, and like they it was I don't know I was a little disappointed when the ship was still on planet, and the thief hadn't like taken it and gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish it had been a, a harder uh, fight to get it back. Yeah, like a quest to find the ship would have taken up like at, ne- at least like half an episode or a full episode, and then we can do the stuff with Mako in a similar way somewhere else. Um, I kind of just wanted more moments of our guys just together, like isolated alone, and get some more of those yeah. character moments together. Mm-hmm. Overall, still good though. Still liked it. Yep, still solid. Yeah, the part the parts where they're alone together and like sniping at each other is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> like Wrecker and Tech just like picking at each other is hysterical, <laughs> and Hunter's just like, "Wow, I I can't even with you guys right now. This is." <laughs> this is rough i don't know how so, he dealt with crosshair either though crosshair was like a oh gosh a whiny emo teenager that was never wanted to be part of the family dinner <laughs> he skulks off to the side and you don't have to worry about him half the time That's i just i just had a thought about these two episodes though mm. it feels kind of like the fallout after episode three where four and five are not horrible episodes i mean we had a racing episode so obviously it was one of the best ones of the season (laughs) um but then like we had the treasure hunting one was like well okay whatever but i think these two episodes are facing the same problem those two did where it's like they just came after really slam dunk episodes right that pushed the plot forward and it's like these are fun these are great but i think after like getting the quality that we did the last two weeks we were like "Mm." I think we were wanting something a little bit meatier, but like mm-hmm. still the core of what we got like character development wise, I think was very needed. Cause like, if we had just like Colleen, you mentioned it. I'm glad we got the fallout of echo leaving. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have that, it wouldn't feel as real. It wouldn't feel like it, we needed to see that it was affecting them. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. That was the focus of these episodes. Hard agree. Loved Omega and Tech's talk about Echo and how much he is missed because I think Echo has it in his head that he's part of their group but not quite and he might have thought they won't miss him that much but they really do. Like they miss Mm -hmm. his stability. I think he's the definitely the most stable out of all of them (laughs) and his he's just brings a different like energy to the mix. But then I also love that Tech doesn't even question Omega's ability to go get the ore. He's like, no, oh, yeah. I saw you do it. You're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, He's not you like Hunter, do this. the nervous dad energy going on there. He is just like, yeah, go do it. Here's your extractor thingy. This is fine. Call me if it. you need me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daniel, how about you? Any other moments you liked? Um, I did not care for the stampede as you mentioned because the flashbacks to <laughs> as we alluded to uh, a little bit of lion king you know sitting on my parents living room floor when i was like five years old sobbing into a pillow but yeah otherwise no it was cool oh man yeah i think okay. the only one that we haven't mentioned yet that might have been one of my favorites is the the breaking through the smoke sets the kind of the so timing cool. that hunter has to hunter has to do the the uh, grappling hooks mm-hmm. getting How through Benny the fan killing about the droid. The yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah killing the droid was awesome Sick. <laughs> that was so cool so like, how is he gonna do oh that that's right he's like a super ninja this is yeah he's hunter he's awesome 
Yes. Mm -hmm. I like seeing War of Hunter being awesome, too. Like, we haven't really gotten a chance to see him shine this Mm -hmm. season yet, and that was a nice little moment for him, being the leader. Like, he's the leader. He knows he has to go down there first. Let me remind the children. Let her down there. Let me (laughs) remind the children why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Stand back. Fives. A ten is speaking. It's basically Hunter's Hunter's entire thing here. (laughs) Yes. Oh, fives. Oh, fives. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to open up that wound. (laughs) We're pouring one out for fives, everyone. Okay, next we have our Easter eggs, connections, and callbacks. Speaking of fives, our first one is Ipsium. We've gotten a lot of different fuels in Star Wars, like Coaxium from Solo and the Tabana Gas. But Ipsium is new to canon. This is found on the unnamed desert planet. Kind of cranky that they didn't name the planet, but that's (laughs) fine. It's a golden liquid that's found within those really cool blue crystals and is highly combustible. Tech says an Ipsium explosion would be like a thermal detonator, which, mm. <laughs> and No big deal. Reaction. Hand it out to your kids. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Just let Omega go in there and yeah. extract it. This will be fine. <laughs> so I, I wish we had gotten a name for this planet because we got some big Western vibes. Um, I'm just trying to, I was trying to think of a spaghetti Western pun <laughs> I, I couldn't think of one, but I just had spaghetti <laughs> on the brain because of it. So yeah. we get a desert canyon, a barren wasteland, a couple settlers, some poachers, an unnamed uh, planet kind of resembles the Monument Valley. Like there's so many classic Western feelings and shots to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was very beautiful, like a lot yeah. of beautiful red reds and browns that we don't get to see very often like a desert planet but not tatooine desert that's like <laughs> yes the there kind was of like, variation to it yeah mm-hmm. the like stripes going through the canyon was uh, so mm-hmm. beautiful and in that mm-hmm. canyon guys we had the stampede <laughs> these two have been talking about it if you thought that sequence of the antelope creatures was exactly like the wildebeest stampede in the lion king you are not the only one and you are absolutely correct i mean mm-hmm, it was almost mm-hmm. shot for shot in a couple of places <laughs> Yeah. They said, hey, you want to cry again? Yeah. Streamed uh, Lion King. Yes. Thankfully, though, Hunter did not die. His brother oh, did not yes. throw him off the top of the canyon. <laughs> if Crosshair was there, he would have tried to. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. If Crosshair had been there, woof. <laughs> <laughs> not good for anybody. Next, we have a classic underground river escape. When you're trapped in an underground cave, there always seems to be a river or a lake that allows you to escape. Whether it's in a horror movie like The Descent, which if you don't want nightmares for your entire life, don't watch that movie. (laughs) Or in an adventure film like The Goonies, you can count on the water to get you to safety, but you might also drown too. (laughs) Yep. Gotta be careful. Or the newest season of Outer Banks. (laughs) Here's a pro tip though. You don't drown in these situations by not even going into the cave in the first place because caves are not to be messed around. Caves are so much fun. No, you shouldn't go in caves. <laughs> no. There's like one cave I've ever liked. And that was the I'll go cave into Wisconsin. I'll I'll go into a shallow cave or whatever. But if you want me to start going down tunnels or squeezing into stuff, no. Yeah. Let's move on because I'm getting cramped already. I went to one I went through one in upstate New York and I actually like through part of it I couldn't stand up completely. Like I had to like tilt my head. <laughs> You're, I'm about to walk away from this. I'm not. I'm about to walk it. away. And then we were on this. a boat going through it. See that? I don't okay, mind. Well, boats are fine. Boat. Yeah, that's okay. I'm on a boat and 
All right. <laughs> you know who was singing and dancing for a minute because he thought he had a big score? It would be Baro. Yeah. That's right. That thief is a human. We thought, and really, I was just really hoping that when he had the mask on, he had like the, the dreads coming out the back and the glove and the jacket. I was like, he looks a little young still, but come on, that could totally be Hondo. <laughs> it's like a young Hondo or a young, just a young alien. Yes. I didn't want him to be human. But Benny <laughs> is a human kid employed by Mako. Yeah. It could have been like Hondo's nephew and then he shows yes. up to Hondo. Yes. It would have been perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm determined to manifest Hondo. <laughs> <laughs> we are always point. determined to manifest Hondo. <laughs> he needs to show up at some point in this show. I mean, he showed up in my mail the other day. Thanks again, Colleen. Yes, he did. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I found that and I was like, oh, Anders needs this. Not really, but yes, he needs this. <laughs> I mean, not Star Wars related, but I am looking at Kakashi Sensei right now, though. Yay! So fantastic. That's uh, an right. anime oh, reference, that everyone. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Anders, I will not try and force you to watch Naruto. That's no. so long. No, um, that would that's that's terrorism. Yes, <laughs> well, emotional going, terrorism. <laughs> going back to Star Wars, um, Mako Zipsia mine looks a lot like something that's not in Star Wars. <laughs> it looks like Temple of Doom. Uh, so Indiana Jones, he finds a bunch of children enslaved to find the Sankara stones, just like Mako's using kids to run his mine. So uh, yeah, a lot of indie references this season, which I'm all, I'm always fine with because okay. Indiana Jones. Oof. If they find a crystal skull, I riot. <sighs> oh, I mean, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. No, thank you. It's mentioned that the Techno Union ran those Ipsium mines. These are the guys that look like kind of frogs in those really big mm-hmm. robotic suits. They first appeared in Attack of the Clones. They were led by Wat Tambor, who is the one who had Echo captive during the Clone Wars. That fucking asshole. It's a great name. Yeah, though. real piece of shit. Yes. Wat Tambor is a perfect like villain name. It's great. See, every time I hear Wat Tambor, all I can think of is Jeffrey Tambor. Mm. And so I'm just picturing Jeffrey Tambor... <laughs> Like in, in that the, suit, in that suit, <laughs> there's always money in the banana stand. Like, <laughs> doing his little thing with the dials. Oh man! So Mako's drinking jug contains a patch signifying loyalty to the Empire with the Imperial crest. So, of course, of course, getting all that money from the Empire and enslaving children, which is so Imperial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm, not a fave okay to bring it back to anime (laughs) drake who is mako's highest earner is voiced by anime mainstay alex lee who also plays zenitsu my favorite from demon slayer but he's in a ton of other anime video games voice acting he's a very big name Mm -hmm. so after i finished with jojo's uh bizarre adventures demon slayer is our next one to watch so Anders is so confused right now. Uh, You know what? I'm fine with it. Love that for you guys. (laughs) All right. And then lastly, we have the Ray Shields. So the shields guarding the Thieves base uh, is the exact same type that was guarding the exhaust port on the Death Star. It was Ray Shielded. But luckily, the Bad Bat did not have any proton torpedoes because then that would have absolutely blown up that Ipsium mine. And who knows how bad that would be. It would have been horrific. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're never getting your ship back. Nope. 
All right. Now, moving on to just some other discussion points, some other questions we have. Uh, let's take a look here at child labor and how the yes. Empire isn't the only evil in the galaxy. This also isn't the first time we've seen kind of child labor like this in Star Wars. Uh, it's where we mm -hmm. initially find Solo and Kira yeah. on Corellia. At the Very beginning of similar. Solo. Very similar. Mm -hmm. And Tech remarks that the Mako setup is very similar to the tactics the Empire uses. He's leveraging a position of power, embezzling mm -hmm. the funds at the top, and yeah. just making money off the backs of these kids. Right. Find someone vulnerable, exploit them, profit. Mm -hmm. Which is basically I'm, what Mako and the Empire both do. I'm hoping that like the, the Batch has had to see this enough at this point. I hope they start questioning, like, what exactly are they doing because doing jobs for Sid is not doing that much good in the galaxy. Sometimes they stumble across something. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Sometimes they stumble across something like where they do something like this, or they find Gunji and they help him out. But like they're not like they could be doing so much more. And I hope that Echo leaving, I hope their talk with Rex seeing this, I think. I hope that the end game of this season is them really pushing themselves into a bigger fight. I hope mm -hmm. so too. Especially with Sid being such an asshole. Like, yeah. I guess you're stuck there then. Like Sid, Excuse what the Excuse me? Hell? They've saved your what life and your business. Like, get get over there pretty much. I would be so mad. I would definitely leave for even, even just okay. Like, removing the human aspect of like you should help them out because of oh my god everything they've done for you plus there's a child there yeah removing all of that and just looking at it from a pure financial standpoint mm -hmm. those are your top fucking earners sid right. you're gonna leave them stranded and what you're gonna go schlup off with the boys from the bar those drunk idiots <laughs> is that what you're gonna do <laughs> You're going to ignore your oh top God. earners on some desert planet where they have no supplies, no ship, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Sid, yeah. you're a dumb, dumb idiot. And this is why I don't like Trandoshans. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Yes, that's you, why. It was like, we don't like Trandoshans except Sid's okay. Except now she's getting a little shady and sus. And you have to wonder if this is going to lead to a betrayal sometime in the future because they seem to be kind of threading that point in that they should not be with Sid. Like, this in, is not where they belong. In the critically acclaimed fantastic racing episode, <laughs> they did say, don't trust Sid. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. <laughs> I'm determined to push this narrative that it is the best episode of It was series. fantastic. It was fine. Helene was so upset that she couldn't talk about it with us. I was devastated yeah. <laughs> because I would have been whining for at least a good 20 minutes about it. <laughs> well, Colleen, oh, who are we not whining about? Gonky. <laughs> <laughs> we are not whining about Gonky. Our dude got to be a real plot device instead of just a regular yes. device for once. It was really great. Wrecker gave him a hug. I nearly was yeah. like, I was beside myself when he did that. And Gonky was like kind of snuggling him. Like, oh my god. So I love that they made sure to ask. Yeah, they were like, Gonky, are you okay? Yeah. Yes. They like, care oh, about their oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. And he's like a part of their crew. Because, yes. of course, Omega's like, but what about Gonky? He's on the ship too. <laughs> like, thank you, yes. Droids Rights, for real. 
Thank you. Um, and I can't believe that Benny was going to scrap him. Like, he's just no, a big baby. Like, oh, he's just a good boy. Like, don't be mean to Gonky. I love him. He's the best. And he's close enough to an adult where I don't feel bad if he got smacked <laughs> around. Because don't you dare hurt Gonky. How old do you guys think he is? Probably Omega's age, like 14. Uh, yeah, somewhere like around 16 there. or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. That probably makes more he sense. He could be like 14 to 16, somewhere in that range where he's like, puberty has struck, but he's not matured into it yet. <laughs> yeah. I thought Drake was like somewhere between like 17 to 19 or something. Yeah. He seemed to be the oldest one. Yeah. A lot of tattoos going on in these teenagers, too. You know what? You're, you're on a mining planet. What What is there to do other than get mine Ipsium? You know, Colleen, don't touch that culture. And fight. <laughs> That's true. We don't know what the tattoos mean. They could have like some sort of hierarchy base situation going on there. We don't know. We shall see, though. And then the other one, the last kind of point we guys want to talk about, the ship is home and the Bad yeah. Badger family. I just think I loved that Omega was ready to fight for their ship. Not because yeah. it's their ship and it's theirs, but it's home. Like, this is where they mm-hmm. sleep. This is where they work. They basically live here. The and only Lula's stability there. they have mm-hmm. are each other and that ship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they have. So yeah. I totally understand. She just lost Echo. Like, Mm -hmm. you lost one of your brothers, and then to lose your home again? Mm -hmm. Like, it. I don't think she would have been nearly as upset or gung-ho about saving the ship. I still think she would have been. But if Echo was still there, I don't think she would have been nearly as upset, because she would have still had her brother. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oldest brother goes and joins the military, and then we're moving absolutely not teenager oh. is gonna flip the shit out <laughs> with that kind of thing going on. spiraling uh it was just very sweet to get that kind of reaction from omega someone who desperately seeks home and family and she thought she had it she thought she was pretty much good to go and then now there's this instability added in so she's not sure and whenever you're unsure of where your home is and when you're who your family is that can cause a lot of emotional problems. Well, so I'm wondering if treating... we'll see more. Oh. Nope, that's it. I was wondering if we'll see more of that. Oh, fair enough. I like that they're treating Omega like the teenager that she is, where mm-hmm. you can see how competent she is. They trust her to do jobs. Like she, They know that she is a skilled individual, but she still acts like a teen, like a child sometimes. Yeah. And it... I know it's sometimes in in TV shows, it can be hard to write a teenage character because sometimes they make them feel way too old or way too young and it feels like there's no healthy in between. But they're really nailing Omega's characterization. It's like, you can buy that she is a very competent teenager in this world, but she's still a teenager. Yeah. Like I'd say she's the closest to Wrecker because he's acts the closest to her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now heading into our final questions and predictions. This one I don't like, but I had a bad feeling once and I think it might happen at some point. Are we going to keep losing Bad Batch members? Like, are they all going to eventually go off in different directions like Crosshair and Echo? I really hope not. And I also have some doubts about it just because Tech and Wrecker 
don't seem like they can function no, away they need from to be part of Hunter. the team they need to be with Hunter um he's their dad basically I do hope we get that reunion later this season with all of them together just so they can see how better of a team they are when they're all together and they can appreciate each other more <laughs> now that they've been apart I just really want I want more crosshair obviously like where the f is crosshair I think um these episodes would have been a good idea to put him somewhere in the narrative, but I'm guessing he's coming some more later. Just like, ugh. I want to see well, more I mean, What you just said just put a nasty thought into my head, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say it, but oh, no. Not do right. you think <laughs> that we might lose a member of the Bad Batch permanently by the end of this season or in the next one? I would really hope not. If the we do, I put my be... money on Echo. Yeah, either yeah. Echo or Hunter. Hunt, those are, I think Hunter would co- co- like cross cost the most for everyone. Yeah. He would send the most ripples out from his death. Echo dying though would maybe put them more in line with like we're gonna go save the galaxy now. Yeah. So a lot of different things could happen. I think if Hunter died, it would create maybe too much like yeah problems too many problems for them i don't, I don't want see echo how they to die though after, yeah. <laughs> he's the last one of his I, I don't want I don't anyone want to, to die, die but oh that just that thought came into my head damn it daniel i know uh, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry uh, speaking of hunter i really want to know how he feels about this whole situation like does he think he's failing as a leader we haven't seen his reactions quite yet to the splintering of the group and I'd love we could to use a hundred specific episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anders, how about you? What do you think's coming? Mm-hmm. So I I think we will check in and do something a little bit more hunter specific before the end of the season. Um, overall, my big prediction is gonna come around Sid because the question is, like we said, will she ultimately betray the batch? And now I think. I could see a couple of situations playing out. I could see them ultimately. She needs their help mm-hmm. again, and they ultimate and they finally say, "You know what? Enough's enough. We're out. Yeah, we're going on. You know, we have to go. We have to go save Echo. We have to go help yeah. Rex because they're calling us off. Yeah. Um, it's and then much. she either, she either, out of spite, sells them out to the Empire to save her own skin. Oh. Or we do ultimately get that moment where, like, in the people's final moments, they show you who they truly are, and she actually yeah. holds out and protects them. It's got to be one of the two. Ooh, man. <laughs> They're really leaning into this idea that she's going to betray them, which is the only reason I think that she might actually not. Right, yeah. Like, that would be cool. Hasn't she mentioned that the Empire is, like, starting to creep out to her area? Yeah, she's like, she knows that she can't stay there forever. She knows yeah. that they will be coming. So they've laid some of that groundwork. But they have also laid some groundwork. I mean, yeah, it was for like illegal gambling and stuff, but she had some really sweet moments with Omega. Yeah, where she was like the aunt. Yeah, she was they probably want to keep us on our toes. Mm-hmm. I, I bet it'll be kind of a fake out thing where it's going to look like she's going to sell them out. And then the Empire shows up mm-hmm. to completely the wrong location. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I would like that a whole bunch. Like so I, I know I hope that's how it goes. Oh, it's just giving me the shivers. I know we've got the two-parter finale coming up. Yeah, and so then I we've think got a 
we will definitely check in with Eka. We've got six episodes left. I don't know why I thought we only had four left, but we have six left. So I think we'll definitely check in with Eka one more time. We'll check in with Crosshair. And then everyone comes together in the two-part finale. My guess in that sense, either in the the episode before the two-part finale is either whether we spend that episode with Echo or we spend it with the batch. It, like The episode ends with Echo calling them. Because the episode's yeah. called Tipping Point. So something something big is going to happen yeah. in yeah. that episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. It's this, this season has felt almost like the calm before the storm where mm-hmm. you can feel that things are wrong, yeah. but they're kind of treading their feet and, and they acknowledge that they're treading their feet. And it's like, you can't, can't do that forever. No, got to make a move. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be made for them pretty soon. Yeah. Any other predictions, Daniel, or any questions? I think we've kind of covered all of what I was thinking, because, yeah, we pretty much have to check in with Echo and Crosshair. I, like, I'm assuming we have to, to make sense of, of what they're doing, why they would be part of the finale, all of that, mm-hmm. or just to get to see what's going on with them. Because if we didn't see... The only way I see us not seeing Echo for the rest of the season is if they're waiting for him to come back in season three, which I doubt I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see at least an episode of him away with Rex or on his own. So I'm just, I'm nervous. I I feel like something is going to happen to him when he's on a mission or he's going to find out about something that's going to happen to the batch. Like I, I just, I feel like something awful is creeping our way. And I don't want it to happen to our characters, but yeah, I it's just Star I, Wars. <laughs> something, yeah, something is going to go wrong because it's been going a bit too right recently. Yeah, they've been having a lot of wins, even though it, they're hard won wins. But in yeah. the end, everything seems to come full circle. I think we might be starting toward a point where we're going to see the effects of Palpatine saying it's time yeah. to get rid of the clone troopers and we're going to see crosshair probably hunting renegade clones. Mm. <laughs> Good thing. How is he going to react to that? It's going to be wild. I think yeah. the show does a pretty good job of balancing being like a show that kids can enjoy, but also one that adult viewers get a lot out of, not just yeah. because of the Easter eggs, but the themes like there's some deep stuff going on here. Oh yeah. I'm just oh, yeah. I've been very to, impressed by what they've been doing. When they want to, they can really go deep into something. Like uh, episode three of this season, perfect mm-hmm. example. Like they 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 know like they can play in those different sandboxes. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see them pull out some stops like that for the two part finale. Same. Especially since last season was so crazy with Camino. That wait to see what they do this time. Oh, God. Yeah. If that's how they ended season one. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Everyone's dead. (laughs) Thank you, Star Wars, for destroying me yet again. Things are not going to go well. (laughs) 
All right. Well, I think that is where we're going to leave it for tonight. So thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at YASWpod. Follow us wherever you're getting your podcasts. Hit that follow button. Check out all of our previous episodes. We cover the main Star Wars film, a lot of other Star Wars content. Check out all the offerings in the Forgotten Entertainment family at ForgottenEntertainment.com. You can also find Colleen and I over on the Bohemian Geek Studies podcast. You can find Colleen's Star Wars book reviews on BohemianGeekStudies.com. And join us next time when, guys, oh. we're going to be taking a look at season three premiere of The Mandalorian. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot wait. <laughs> we'll still be checking in with The Bad Batch every couple of weeks as those arcs finish up. But oof, it's going to be a busy March. It's going to be very <laughs> mm-hmm. busy. I mean, Mando, I still have to decide if I'm going to stay awake and watch it. I really wish they did more of the HBO Max situation where they just yeah. drop it like at nine Eastern Standard Time. That would make Every sense. other streaming service. I mean, yeah. Netflix still does. Speaking like, of HBO Max, Eastern, but we yeah. still have two more weeks of Papa Pascal in the Mandalorian, <laughs> in uh, the Last of Us, as well as a, Mandalorian. This is a very big Pedro week. Like we yes. are Pascal Assange. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have much to do this week. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We'll we'll count next Sunday as he'll probably be doing more. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sad again. <laughs> <laughs> well, until until next time, guys. Remember, always feed your employees. Yes. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>